Truck of the decade. How well for that? Woo! Last one, man. We're not going to be able to sit with only 10 more years before. We, do you think we'll wow. be syndicated like The yeah. Simpsons by that point? You make it sound so final. It, well, I mean, final well, of it's a, a whole new beginning. I'm looking forward to the 20s because you can actually say like the 20s. You can't really say the 10s and especially the aughts, like the OOs. Oh, I should yeah. turn us down. Um, <laughs> do you think? But speaking of, hey, we got yeah. the LinkedIn comments up. So, guys, be the uh, third co-host with us today. More than happy. All right, what's up? Well, just do you think that people just constantly how how old will the hindsight is twenty twenty and having been oh, like twenty twenty be? I, I think it'll be like a lot of like uh like twenty twenty vit. You know what they'll be back though this year they'll have the glass like the New Year's glasses with like the twos and the o, like the O's for yeah for your eyes maybe so so something to look forward to in another yeah. decade from now. Hey man, how the Christmas go? I saw uh, I saw the Rise of Skywalker. I finished the Mandalorian. I wow. went to Boston. Yeah. Saw the family. You went you went in deep. It's been a it's been a pretty magical. Uh, you know we're here to bring the magic to the populace right now. That's mm. what I'm loving. You know one thing I'm excited about. Do you think that my Baylor Bears will bring the magic? And defeat the Georgia Bulldogs. Now, I don't really follow college sugar sports. Bowl. I don't really follow college sports. So, yeah. um, okay. does it matter? Like, if you win a like a like a isn't that kind of like a loser bowl? Like, if you win that no, no, one, no, 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 oh. you have to have a winning record to be in in the okay. first place. Right. Come on now. And now, see, here's the problem. Yeah, Oklahoma Sooners they beat Baylor twice. Yeah, two times. And and then they got really shellacked by LSU. So that's not yeah. promising for the Bears going against the Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Okay. So speaking of, so, yeah. of Baylor graduates, uh, another fellow from your alma mater, Craig Fuller, he oh, called yes. up on radio on Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Channel 146 Saturdays, 3 to 5 p.m. He called, Sick bears. He called up and he, he had a question that it threw me for a loop. I didn't even comprehend it at first because I didn't realize this was a thing. <laughs> but he said, does Santa wrap Christmas presents? Meaning, no. like when kids wake up with Christmas gifts, the ones that are supposed to be from Santa, are they wrapped? No, of course not. No, of course they are. Like, no. I've never heard of such a thing before. Of course what? they're wrapped. They're, are they wrapped in the sack that he brought them in? Like, if, what's he Our Christmas is wrapped? wrapped. Leave it come. No, but like, under the. Have you ever seen a picture or a movie where it depicts unwrapped presents under a tree? Unless it's like a rocking horse with no, a bow on it? No, under the tree are the gifts that you give to each other. They're under there the whole Christmas season. And then That's you look forward to opening them. And then that night, somehow Santa delivers a whole different set. This must yeah. be like a southern thing because in the northeast like people would be appalled. They would they would be like, "Oh, you poor thing, like your parents you mean, didn't, Santa didn't wrap your gift." You mean in Boston they wrap every gift? Of course they do. How do you wrap like bicycles and Well, I mean, I, like that's what I'm tables. saying like if it's something like that, you might assemble it and but you'd at least put a bow on it. A bow. Yeah. That's cute. A giant bow. That's or like cute. in the car commercials, you have like a Mercedes We'd like to know. Let's let's hear from you all. Do you do you wrap? Does Santa wrap gifts or um or not? Like like does. what's no- normal, right? All right. Man. Okay. Well, you know who wraps gifts? You know who wraps gifts? DDC FPO. DDC FPO is the number one preferred back office partner for transportation. Chad, do you want the most robust AI data processing solution available in the market today? Oh yeah. Visit ddcfpo.com or email info at ddcfpo.com and do it right now or after the show at least. Hit the music, Dooner. All right, what's in the news? What's in the news? What's in the news? A lot of you, things. U.S. drug testing. Everyone loves that, right? Everyone loves a, a whiz quiz. U.S. drug testing clearinghouse <laughs> could have significant impact on capacity in 2020. The Federal Drug and Alcohol Clearinghouse is set to launch on January 6th. 
Do your cleanse. That's the epiphany. Yeah, and many are anticipating a greater effect on capacity than the ELD launch and the stricter enforcement of hours of service. The number of drivers simply uh, will no longer, a number of drivers will simply no longer be eligible, eligible for the job. Right. Uh, Derek Leathers, president and CEO of Warner Enterprises, he told FreightWaves that he thinks a 3% capacity reduction within the first six months of the year is realistic and will have a material impact on what the supply and demand dynamic would look like in 2020, even at a time when capacity has been looser in 2019 than in 2018. So it is still within a point of two equilibriums, and it doesn't take much to affect that balance. So the, the clearinghouse, if you haven't heard, is to be administered by the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration. It will mm. close a loophole that currently allows drivers who are fired for failing a drug test to get hired by another dr- uh, trucking company by simply linking just lie about the results. Yeah. So uh, driver consent records will be retained now in this database for three years, which means it will take at least that long to fully populate the system. But there's there's more to this story, too. Once that happens, the industry could see an even bigger shakeout. Eric Fuller, president and CEO of U.S. Express, anticipates a 10% reduction in capacity. In fact, I've heard him say that at other events. He's been saying that for a while. Once this clearinghouse gets populated, at the same time, Fuller and other industry experts are pleased that it will be harder for drivers to hide using drugs while use, while driving an 80,000-pound truck at 65 miles an hour down the interstate. Yeah, so this this was triggered because uh, that, that above 1% failure rate that happened, and it went from 25%. To fifty percent, the drug testing, and now at the clearinghouse, it it's 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 kind of like two systems converging at once, sort of the way you make a a tornado, but a tornado of capacity loss. But it might be the thing, yeah. Not the industry doesn't just need for safety, but to correct the balance in the force. And just and just wait for hair follicle testing. Mm. We've passed a proposal in December, which if it, all it needs is one one arm, I think the. Office of Management to approve it. And when that comes in, you could really see. So, so a couple of events const, uh, constraint on capacity. Next. Uh, <laughs> NFI Industries continues diversification strategy with GNP acquisition. Yeah, NFI, NFI Industries, they're a widespread $2 billion transport and logistics company. They offer dedicated trucking, intermodal drayage, warehousing, broke a whole lot of things. They announced that they acquired GNP Trucking Company this very morning. So what's GNP? It is a trucking carrier of 370 tractors, more than 3,000 trailers, headquartered in South Carolina. They operate primarily in the southeast. They offer dedicated long-haul regional and Mexico cross-border capacity. So, you know, GNP, they they offer a lot of opportunity, also in drayage. Yeah. They're, uh, they are based in Camden, New Jersey, a place where most people wrap their Christmas presents from Santa. Santa delivers the wrapped N- presents. NFI is, yes. Yes, they are based in Camden, New Jersey. And uh, they have revenues in excess of $2 billion. The, com- the company operates more than 3,000 tractors, 12,500 12, trailers, and approximately 50 million square feet of warehousing. So pretty large space, pretty large footprint. Uh, yeah, and so it's uh, so GMP their acquisition. It's the company's. It's their. It's it's NFI's fifth acquisition since 2016. And mm. NFI's deals have been geared toward helping the company diversify into growing segments and take advantage of emerging trends. And the GMP acquisition uh, for NFI should be a position to in position to catch that wave. Ride the wave, man. Ride the snake, like Jim Morrison used to say back in the day. Oh yeah. Uh, Celadon, they want their U.S. bankruptcy recognized in Canada. Federal investigation into dismissals that Canadian Celadon subsidiary Heinemann Transport might give Ontario court pause 
before embracing Chapter 11 proceedings in the United States. Yeah, Celadon Group, they're seeking to have its chapter U.S. Chapter 11 bankruptcy proceedings recognized in Canada. And, you know, it's an ongoing federal investigation into the dismissals at Hydeman Transport that might complicate that. Celadon will petition an Ontario court, likely the Superior Court of Justice, to have the U.S. bankruptcy recognized as the primary proceeding, according to documents in Celadon's Chapter Case 11 underway right now. The U.S. firm could have made a filing in Canada already, but if it has, any documents or rulings have yet to be released publicly. Yeah, cross-border recognition of bankruptcy is a little bit different. It's common on both sides of the border, but a large consolidation will likely be in the interest of former workers that Celadon's Hydeman Transport its freightways reported back on December 24th. Federal authorities are investigating the dismissal of drivers, mechanics, and other staff as a collective termination. A key difference in the U.S. versus Canadian bankruptcy law is the preferential standing of former employees, though, where they are creditors. And uh, any claims for compensation of services, vacation page, in lieu of uh, are in lieu of a required layoff notice. So lawyers will be littering the streets like Maple Leafs. Wow. Yeah, that would um, that would be a crazy day. Uh, also, in other news, California leads the country in meth seizures mm. at U.S.-Mexico border. Makes sense. Uh, they might have the most. Uh, more than 63% of methamphetamine seized by the U.S. Customs and Border Protection across the country came through the U.S.-Mexico border in California. According to new data, during the 2019 fiscal year, which ended September 30th, CBP agents working at border ports of entry in California seized 80,500 pounds of methamphetamine, a 66% increase from the previous year, Dooner. Yeah, well, California's border ports also accounted for 39% of the marijuana, 13% of the cocaine, and 47% of the heroin seized at ports of entry nationwide. Which I wonder where those other ones are seeping through, right? It's only thirty nine percent. Where's sixty one? They're missing the a lot of cocaine. Is that Canadian marijuana? Yeah, with the co- I think the cocaine comes by ship. Maybe. Oh, no wonder. Yeah, remember like all those vessels we were reading about the cocaine seizures? Yeah, all kinds. Anyway, CBP agents also seized one thousand four hundred seventy two pounds of fentanyl in the fiscal year of twenty nineteen. Oh, that's a huge increase. Thirty two percent. That's a increase. dangerous drug. It is. That's it's like Michael ten Jackson times died. as strong as heroin, and it often gets sold instead or, or mixed up. Uh, Tom Petty. Yeah, who is that SoundCloud rapper too? Little Little Peep, he died of of that as Wait, well. Wait, is that how Tom Petty? Anyway, Little Peep, uh, I know. <laughs> Tom Petty was free falling. Oh, hey, gentle, easy, easy on the Petty. Uh, let's see. Okay, well, uh, well, you know, yeah, the the um the there's a lot of seizures along the border, and um, you know, marijuana continues to be the single largest amount of drugs seized, apparently. All right, are you ready for the new I year? Am, I am so ready. All right, wow. That's talking, what is that the party you're going to be at? It seemed like a fight broke out right at the end there. They're telling people to chill out. Uh, That's so be crazy. Top stories of the year, man. Or I, I mean, we could have got our top stories of the decade. That just takes you back so far. So we stuck with just 2019, right? And we were yeah. looking through the top 25 stories that Freightways had posted. We looked at the most traffic on there, and we decided uh, the stories that impacted, I guess, us the most. And I went with my first one is NEMF, New England Motor Freight. I grew up seeing these trucks go up and down 95 and 93 over in uh, the Boston area. So... It's going to be hard to see them go away. They just have this old-fashioned, like, 70s logo. Even the coloring was uh, 
It was like that old-fashioned maroon. Yeah, and they were sort of, um, the timing of, of their bankruptcy uh, was sort of a harbinger for the rest of the year. Yeah, on radio, JT called them the canary in the coal mine, and they were foreshadowing, as, as you would know from your literary days, of, uh, of a tough 2019 yeah. to come. Now, at the time, NEF was weighed down what they called onerous contracts with several very large shippers, one of them being Amazon Dot com. And this is one of those trends we're going to see with a few of these carriers that went into business. They too many eggs in one basket and then the, the other party knows it and they leverage it against you. Um, it, it's not a great place to be. It, it, it caused them to operate with very thin margins, but it made it difficult for the carrier to effectively serve their other accounts as well. As so much of their dedicated was being pushed over to the Amazon side, they were losing other customers. Right. What I found fascinating, though, is that I was working for a 4PL at the time when they went out of business, and they were a part of RFPs right down to the very last day. They had hiring messages on their boards, but I guess you see that with a lot of carriers. Like, there's there's almost, you, you have unless to, you're yeah. deep up in the roost, there's no real warning sign that they're about to shut her down. Unless the, the show guy has the to beans. go on. Yeah. yeah. Got to diversify. What um, did you pick? Well, so you stayed with the sort of the some of my the, first one was NEMF. Yeah, yeah, that's. It's, I mean, that's that's. It's sad. Um, there was a lot of. Um, I think there were there were eight hundred ish. Yeah, bankruptcies this year. Twice as much as the four hundred in twenty eighteen. So, uh, certainly a theme of this year. And NEMF led the way there. I, I want to go a little positive. You know, one of the things that we we've been seeing is, um, and I think twenty twenty will ask this question. What role will brokerages, high tech brokerages, yeah. play in uh, in the automation of things? Convoy, the convoy deal, the four hundred million dollar round of venture capital yeah. uh, financing that they got. Uh, they have also like a, a lot of. I think it's interesting, Convoy, with their high level investors. Is this ironic? I don't know, but one of them is Jeff Bezos. Yeah, one of their high level investors also. Shout out to Bono and the Edge. They're actually investors in Convoy as well. Are they really? Did you yeah, know that Paul it's really Ma- cool. So Paul uh, McCarthy's in-laws owned uh, NEMF. Did you know that? <laughs> no. Oh, just wow. playing like it's celebrity like, owners. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one degree removed from everything. But um, yeah, so I think that that's a super big deal. And of course, I think maybe the most recent news from Convoy is their announcement that it reached 100% automatic freight brokering yeah. in, in the top freight freight markets. I think they're trying to make that everywhere. Two uh, things that are amazing from that are, yeah. A, the valuation. Just the, the thought that a digital brokerage would be valued at $400 million at the stage, right, and now like this, now the sky's the limit. We've been talking about tech for a long time and the investments that go into tech, and there were, there, it's it changing. Makes, it makes their their I guess post exit valuation at two point seven five billion. Jeez. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. Second story that I picked. I mean, Convoy is great. I'm glad you picked a positive one because the second one was the first story I covered for Freightways, which was the Falcon closure down. Uh, That's right. That, that was Lord's right when Town. you came in here. We threw yeah. you into the fire. It did. I got you, a call in uh, the middle of the night, and it was like, go in the morning to. You'd been here like two days. I had been here two days, yeah. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll go there and see what's going on. It was, uh, it was, it was, it worked out. It was it a was good very, experience for you. Or you, you made it work out. Well, it was, it was interesting being immersed in a story like that because so often we read the words and it's like, ah, 700 trailers. Right. For them, it was 723 trucks, 580 drivers. And yeah. I think sometimes when you just read the print, it, it can just, it just becomes numbers on a, on a spreadsheet and there's no real impact. But going down there and, and meeting some of the people and hearing the story behind the story, 
it had a it had a great impact, and I think that's why I ranked that higher than something for me personally than Celadon, which. Uh, and again, no recency bias. That was the biggest shutdown in uh, in history for the type of carrier it was. But for me, Falcon had the most impact in terms of meeting those people and really set the tone for, I think, my career here at Freight Waves so far. But And that was nine months ago or so, too. Yeah. Of Harbinger. And I've stayed in touch with a lot of those people, and it's great to hear that they are. most of them are back on their feet, especially the operations people have it a little bit tougher. If those of you aren't, though, you're, st- you're looking for a job out there, go to FreightWaves.Careers. That's the free job board that we have up. That's not just FreightWaves jobs. It's a wonderful yeah. place to work. But you don't want to come to Chattanooga. You know, you just want a new job. You want to test that 3%, 3.5% unemployment market. Go to FreightWaves.Careers. That's a good good plug. Forgot about that. Yeah. Good good time to, to remind our uh, audience of that. You know, um, I don't know. This is mixed. My next one is there's it's positive. It's, it's, it's also scary. Um, but it's Amazon's uh, dominance. And, mm. you know, it's really, you could say Amazon is certainly a story of the decade. Yeah. It's the 2010s. In fact, just, to, just one second, just like, you know, the 2010s, like, remember the, the 2000s, we were like all excited about tech and it was going to change the world and futurify everything. The 2010s have been like our whole view of, of a lot of this big tech has come under a different kind of lens. Yeah. And I think in, 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 to a large extent, um, Amazon. Right? We talked about the legacies too, getting affected by, by tech and e-commerce and all of these things. And I don't think we meant a legacies as big as FedEx getting as sheaved as they have by Amazon. They are walking wounded into the 2020s. Well, yeah. Amazon is is the, at the top of the world. I mean, in fact, I would say I think it was at the beginning of this year that we were we were kind of like, oh, Amazon's making a little foray into uh, creating their own little logistics infrastructure. Yeah, their digital brokerage went live. We yeah, well, that happened processor. too. Yeah, but even before that, we were like, well, what do you think? Like, why is FedEx and UPS still cooperating with them and working with them, even though they're and and the general consensus was, well, because they they're a customer, they don't cons- they don't see them as a threat. Yeah. Wow, has a lot. Ha- and the very fact that there are rumors that FedEx could maybe possibly be acquired by Amazon is insane that this much happened. There's other things that happened, right? Yeah. I mean, they've they've um they've increased their their I mean, the, well, just everything. They, they've the announcement of the one day delivery alone, like that. We're almost like we're immersed in it. That's the new new. Well, they can absorb a lot of that cost too. Well, that puts a ton of pressure on other retailers, especially coming to this holiday season. I think we'll talk about some of that when we get to big deal, yeah, little deal. But so I would say that that story. No, that's that's it, it affected yeah. my first pick. It affected New England Motor Freight. They were the one of those that's owners' right. contracts. The other the other owners' contract was with Falcon, where they had GM. And the problem with having those big auto contracts is that yeah. they know that so much of your fleet is dedicated to moving those cars that they uh they hold you by the short hairs and they work you down it's hard to get a rate increase when you're in that kind of environment i think speaking of that that is one of the takeaways from 2019 is that with things automating with them tightening with the last mile delivery volumes aside it's going to be hard to make those margins. Yeah. You got to be efficient. Speaking of, we are going to do the DHL yeah. Supply Chain Freightwaves Pricing Power Index with Kevin Hill. You saw him earlier on Great Quarter, guys. Kevin, King of the Hill. Now, we've Where been, are you? We've been monitoring. Uh, I don't know. Is he here? There he is. There he is. Like, hey, Kevin Hill, just in time. Making an entrance. <laughs> Yeah. Wow! Yeah! Oh, 
I just feel yeah. like, yeah. yeah. If you're, uh, so, yeah. in the HL price supply chain, if you're not familiar, it goes from zero to 100. Zero is the uh, shipper power. Yes. 100 is the carrier power. This thing, it was like at 40, and then, then it, it, it started falling down. Like it at, did. Like Kevin Spacey's career, and then um, oh. it started to... It's had a not resurrection like, short. Like, like Robert Downey Jr.'s career started. Now it's Iron Man. Iron Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, well, so, maybe not quite like that because that, yeah, I mean, I mean you yeah, know, like true. that. Probably. So, this is, we're at 45. <laughs> uh, 45. Mm. Trending towards just, the carriers. It was just really good. And, you know, peak holiday season, so it should trend up. Uh, yeah. You know, we're 10% above where we were at 2018 in December, which is always great. Uh, rejections, you know, how we define capacity in a, in a lot of ways is is the highest market spend all year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been around 5 6% all year uh, since uh, early in January. It got up to about 14%. I think it's still around 12%. So on, on that, it's looking really good. We're ending the year on a strong note. On a strong note, yeah. So And then we go into the hardest part of the year. So I don't know... If we can continue that momentum uh, and get above 50 or not, but we're going to factor in seasonality to this too. So, Do you agree uh, with you know, uh, Craig Fuller? Craig Fuller said that he thinks the first quarter, especially the first two months of the first quarter, is going to be tough, but don't be discouraged by it if you're a carrier because the rest of the year, especially once the uh, the drug testing comes in, the, yeah. the clearinghouse, some of those, some of those failed tests yeah. get on the record, it's going to start to cut into capacity. It will. It will. So, so the first two months is going to be rough. Uh, I think once you get 2018 to, to March, had a slow beginning. Uh, well, it had a it had a fast it was, beginning. It was and it, it was kind of. Oh, you know, you know what? That's it did. Right. It yeah, was only but, January that it did, but then it fell off. Then, it, then right. it came back on. But you know, March is where you know produce starts kicking in. You start kicking in more manufacturing, more construction. Uh, the seasonal, you know, just seasonality kicks in, and I think we're going to be above 2019. We're going to have good comps going through the, the year unless something gets really derailed. But I think the the drug testing that, that was a game changer last week when no, they decided to, to to go from 25 percent random to 50 percent. Yeah, that was some that coal was, in uh, your the drug addict stocking, right? I mean, yeah, it is. Yes. No one is disappointing about that though. Is that there isn't a a rehab component yeah. put into this so sure. a lot of drivers are, are have these failed tests but there's mm-hmm. no there's there, i don't know there's no way to get back on your feet but no. would people just complain that that would be more like you know big brother trying to control and what, sending him to rehab or anything yeah, yeah some people need and it certainly if, if you if you fail a, a, a test you're you're on that in that database for three yeah. years which is going to make it very tough to here's get, another to thing though as a driver i think it's a problem like the, apparently the fmcsa is going to allow uh, reprieves for states to not even inst- institute the clearinghouse for up to three years. That seems like it's going to like, well, that's, well, well that's going to really slow down. It, it will. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what the How states do works. with that. Yeah, Sounds like such a regulatory thing. I know. Right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's so what crazy. are some of the, what are some of the sectors in play that keep the, keep, keep everything afloat in the, in the beginning and, and how are they doing? Well, you know, in in the beginning of 2018, yeah, and the, no, in 2020, like, like, what oh, are, yeah, like, is it? The, I don't is, know what year is it, it is. Industrial? Is it, is it like the industrial sector? Yeah, the industrial yeah. sector. We're, we're kind of in an industrial recession, so if that, you know, maybe it's as low. Maybe we're in a trough on that. So mm. if that that peaks up, that that's very positive. You know, you also have produce season. Construction is still going pretty strong, and if you see any recovery in the oil market. 
Uh, and we were talking about that earlier today. Oh. Uh, yeah, what were you? So great quarter, guys. Great segue. You, you guys were on earlier, you and JP. Yep. You can go back and watch that on demand. The podcast will be out uh, a little bit after this one. You can go to Freightcast, subscribe to it. But what did you give Give them a teaser? Give the people a, a, a taste. A teaser. A teaser. So, so, yeah, we talked about FedEx and we talked about Shopify, but we talked about oil and, and kind of custom production and also some of the shell, you know, that revolutionary shell yeah, or oil fields are turning into be not quite as as richly oil based as as estimated, more gassy, um, you know, more gassy, you know, kind of structures. On <laughs> All there. right, you know. it's starting to get. Yeah, 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 too many puns. themselves. Uh, let's burst that gas bubble. <laughs> with the final, your final chance to do the cowbell, the founding cowbell of the decade for you. Oh, it is. It the, is the, the final yeah. cowbell yeah, of the decade the, the, for you, right? All right, yeah. thank you, sir. Very nice. All right, now it's time Good for job, Kevin Arlen Hill. Stark, who thank won you so an award much. We'll here. See you next year, man. We call, see you next decade. It's we have good. our own version of the Heisman Trophy. And uh, this is the uh, more... Oh, I just yeah. feel the, the, the booth shaking as he comes in. <laughs> yes. Look he, at the authority. Yes. Wait, so which Heisman? You, you won didn't the... bring the helmet. I thought you were going to bring the helmet. Oh, was I supposed to bring the helmet? Yeah. Oh, you could have. We're going to have five good minutes. Well, with... We're redesigning. We're designing it still. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Why is there a redesign? doesn't get cbo approval oh okay yeah I, it could be, lose a little bit more oomph to it they so well congratulations yeah so thank you arlen stark he is our events and experience the the president of all that kind of stuff right events experience. evp we'll EVP. go with evp evp, EVP <laughs> has won my boss would be the president waves yes. third uh, heisman only only been won twice before yep it's a company-wide honor like that is very like we're all working hard around here. Yeah. It is a startup environment. We are all busting it, doing our things. Whether we're the the head, the hands, the feet, but in your capacity, doing what you've been doing with events, killing it. You've won the third Heisman. You, yeah, that is quite an honor. Are you yeah. more Barry Sanders or Johnny Manziel? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not. I'm definitely not this. Yeah, I'm definitely man, not Menzel. Come on, that's not even a choice. So he, he, you won the award because of the amazing events you put on. You have one of those jobs where if someone doesn't work directly with you, they could be like, "What is Arlen even doing over at his desk?" And then, but then yeah. we go to the events and we see it. It's it's magnificent. Uh, tell yeah. us a little bit about the year for you and the events that you put on. I mean, we had a fantastic year, not just from an event standpoint, but as an overall organization. And I'm just. I'm honored and flattered that we were able to contribute to that. And yeah. that, you know, even though the award's an individual award for me, I feel like it's just the reflection of the entire events and community, like the events operations team and the, the community sales team, like almost to some degree, they deserve a little bit. They had a hand in that too. So. Yeah. I'm trying to think like to recap the year, like it was like a run up to the, uh, the, what was still transparency 19. Yep. That was such a super bowl of freight. So exciting. Remember having you there for the first time Dooner. And then like, and then we all took a deep breath and hitched up our pants and then we started doing it all over again for Chicago. Like, and then that was really something. We, we really raised the bar between, I mean, we do it like, for all those big events, I feel like we're still, we haven't plateaued. We're not even close to plateauing. We're going to continue to raise the bar each event, after yeah. one after the, the next. But it really felt like the biggest leap that we took in a, like a positive momentum way from a attendance, from a sponsorship, from just the, the content, the, ex, the experiences that that were there on site, the, the live set that you guys were a part of, yeah. the big stage. Yeah, that was spectacular. Just, 
it really felt like the the leap we took from May of 2019 in Atlanta to uh, it was November in Chicago at the McCormick. With that, yeah, 11, the leap 12. we took was the biggest one we've taken in a six month span, and we've taken some big leaps. I like that you say a leap so. of faith because I mean that's that's leadership because leadership is it's it's kind of an invisible thing, right? But you give people confidence and belief that leading up to these events come up with the best thing you can because there's going to be a stage to execute on. There's no there's no lack of confidence in yeah. what you're going to roll out. Well, and it's I'm, I'm glad you noticed that. Uh, a former boss of mine actually really taught me. I used to have to write our business plans every year and I'd start out with verbs like, well, we might, we may. And he's like, no, it's we will. <laughs> it's a mindset. Yeah. yeah. But those like little, those little differences in your mental approach. I like that. Like, it, it it influences your attitude and how people absorb your attitude around you. Um, and like those subtle adjustments that I've made over my career have made a huge difference. Well, that's a perfect segue for me to ask, what will we be doing? What Ooh. will our audience, uh, co- you know, come to expect from us? What's happening? Uh, you want to just like in 2020, I know there's a lot. I mean, I, I can promise it's going to be bigger and better. Like yeah. it always is. Um, we're working on a few cool things that I'm just not quite ready to announce oh, yet, sure. but if you Things know, kind of dry, right? If you know, freight waves and how we roll and, you know, have been to some of our events, or if you haven't been to our events, you need to come. The next event is May 5th through 6th. May 5th and 6th in Atlanta at the GICC. It's like connected to Hartsfield Airport. Super convenient to get to. Great campus. Really looking forward to being back there for the third time. Um, but yeah, it's we're kind of taking the things we liked from Chicago in the past and slightly modifying it and tweaking it and, you know, adding in some some new elements. I can tell you, we've got a whole new live set design that I'm yeah really Ooh, a little bit of a team. really really <laughs> excited to actually share with you guys when you have a chance to come stop by my desk and check out the creative. Ooh, oh, fantastic! We will. That's like the uh, that, it has like a does it have a tabernacle maybe <laughs> attached to it? I don't know. It, it seems exciting. I, I've heard some of the concept talk. I haven't seen the pictures yet, but I mean, I can't wait to tear that thing down again. I remember being. He mentioned Atlanta. It was our first one, and in this booth, we were like, how do we make this better and bigger and it was right under our nose all we had to do was tear the walls down and you put us on that amazing stage and it yeah. Yeah. it really was a game changer at that event because it allowed because like it's great to sit in the rooms and see all the speakers but like every event you want to get out and you want to look at the boots and stuff and then there's this whole other attraction yeah out there which was just it was marvelous no it was i mean it, the game day set's fantastic it's something i'm really looking forward to doubling down on in 2020 whether it's at our events We'll be taking that to other events, and it's available for people to to sponsor and actually have at, at their events as an experience. So. Oh, yeah. Can you just mention that real quick, the experientials, the things that we can do beyond our events if you want us to be at, at their event? How do they get in touch with you to, to book FreightWaves, to book the yeah. live set, all that kind of stuff? Uh, there's several ways. Either just events at FreightWaves.com. Send us an inquiry. If you've got a main point of contact, reach out to your point of contact. You can... Send me a personal note, a stark at freightwaves.com, and you know we'll make it happen. We'll come up with either some cool new ideas. We do like we call them like meetups. Like if you want your own custom event tailored, you know we'll do the research on venues. We'll contract the venue. We'll deal with the catering. Yeah, it's it's a full event operations and logistics support service. The live set can be there. It's all a matter of just budget and 
what you'd like. We've done a couple at like some breweries. We've had some here at Freight Alley. Yeah. Uh, we got a lot of flexibility with that. So if companies want to put on events, but they don't have the staff or, or maybe just seeking even some advice on how to do things maybe a little bit differently and uh, think outside the box. Yeah. Give us a shout. A Stark at FreightWaves.com or events at FreightWaves.com. You know where to find him for answers to that. What, you want to let him ring yeah, the cowbell last one cowbell more time? of the decade at Arlen. <laughs> Sweet. So you got to do it's like a lot of little, finality there. Yeah. Give it. Give us a. Whoa. Uh, egg beater? Done, done like the. He's going creative. Yeah. Huh? yeah. What are you thinking I'm, about? I'm it? just going to go old school. Wait for it. Nice. The closing Steady. bell on Steady 2020. Take it, Arlen. Thanks for having Thank uh, you. Thanks for here. Congratulations. Oh, thanks for having me, guys, yeah. as nice. always. Lord, very nice, We look man. forward to going where you send us hey, next year. congrats to you guys, too. Breakout podcast, like top 25 new yeah. podcast. Thanks, man. Yeah. yeah. We're just doing our job. I think we just broke top 20 the other day, so we hit 19 Sweet. on that, that business news chart. Pretty Keep good stuff. Good That's work, wild, gentlemen. man. Maybe we've reached a tipping point, too. Yeah. Thanks for being on, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks to the people who listen and, and watch. Trophy winner, yeah. EVP of events, Arlen Stark. All right, man. Now we got to play some trivia. Is Brad Ganane out there? Whoa. Uh, no. Braddy G. Braddy oh, G. There he is. He's behind Ganane. the booth. He's he behind gonna... the booth. I thought he was hiding. I thought he was ducking me. I thought he didn't want to play any. Market expert trivia. Market expert trivia. Hang on. Hang on. Market expert okay. trivia. Now we have another game. What is this one called? Woo-hoo-hoo. Oh, come our market experts to play market, market expert trivia. Thanks for all the times you visited us here. This has been yeah. quite, quite the decade. It's my pleasure. Breaking out the new year. This is the last time Ever? For, for the uh, for the year and the decade. I'm not invited yeah. back. <laughs> oh, this is the final one. <laughs> the whole new decade, decade then, but this is the last one for this decade. All right, this is a game we play market. We call market expert trivia. Uh, Chad comes up with some questions. He's the he's the game czar of of this uh, of this particular game. Uh, this is your buzzer. That's what that sounds like. This is my buzzer. If you're wrong, it sounds like that. Yeah. Yeah, and this is if when you win. When you win. When you win. Okay. Yeah. okay. So All we're right. about to go into, into, to the 2020s, but now we're going to take a 100-year a step back in time. We're going a, a century backwards to do 1920s <laughs> trivia. That's right. The roaring 20s are upon us again. <laughs> Life was very different on New Year's Day 1920. Question number one, the average age was A, 45. The average age of what? The average age of the human <laughs> being in the United States. How long States. a loaf of bread could remain? The average the age of a human being? Yes. Like when they die? Yes. Life expectancy. Life expectancy. Yes. Okay, well, the average age of a person <laughs> is much different than the average life expectancy. The average isn't age it? of spam. No. How long could it last? Oh, it isn't? No, it's the, the same thing. That's how that works. A, 45, B, 55, C, 65, or D, 75. 55. 55, you already knew I the answer. That? Yeah. You're now oh. playing like you didn't know that. Yeah, I know. Like I, I did the buzzer before we you, did. before you even played. All right, it was just make up the rules. It's fine. Uh, no, you got to keep, keep your <laughs> wow. palms done. He's got to read the entire question first, though. Okay, let me get situated. The right. no, you average. Keep your palm here. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. oh there's very strict rules. Yes. It's very competitive. All right. But he did lose last time. So yeah. did he? Yeah. The average work day was how many hours per week? A. Thirty-five. B. Forty-five. C, 55, or D, 65? I think you beat him. 55. 55. 55 C. is correct. Oh. Another 55 answer. It wasn't answer. C, it was B. That was B. 55 was B. 
What? <laughs> He's correct. He was no, wrong, though. No technicalities. He lost on a technicality. No technicalities. All right. He kind of jumped the gun, too. Wait. No, that I, was... You get a that flag. Was that was like a false start. The good, right? That was a false start. The athleticism comes out, man. He played some semi-pro ball. All right. All right. Number three. America was a country full of renters with a family four times yeah. more likely to rent than own the house they lived in. If they did try to buy a home, it would require around blank percent yeah. down payment to mm-hmm. secure finance. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so how much financing did they, how much down payment do they have to have? A, 15%, B, 25%, C, 50%, and there? D, 65%. Damn, it was me, it was C. It's the 50%. That was a tie. You should no, it wasn't. It was not a tie. That that was. I a beat tie. him by fifty percent. Fifty percent. Nice job. You got it. You got the point. I literally watched him happen at the same time. <laughs> Can anyone else? All right. Really? All right. It's just that might be annoying people who are listening. Okay. Number four. There were how many trucks on the road in 1920? <sighs> was it a ten thousand? Was it b one hundred thousand? C five hundred thousand? Or d one million? It was yes? b. That is incorrect. Your opportunity. Brad Ganani. Can you repeat the answers? Really? <laughs> okay. Was it uh, how many trucks? 10,000, 100,000, 500,000, or a million? Hey. No. What? Guys, <laughs> guys, it was a million. There was a million? What? Yes. Oh, my God. They were mostly used That's for intra-city and regional runs. Uh, okay. Here's a bonus opportunity then for you guys. What? Oh, how many five? are there now? Wait, what? Yes. How many trucks are there now on the road? 3.1 million. No. Well, we'll uh, see who gets closer. Where? In the United States? Yes. Okay. In the United <laughs> States, there are... Five, uh, four, There are 800,000 trucks. Oh, man, no. There are 15.5 million with about what? 2 million used as over the road, according oh, to truckinginfo.com. I'm really, I really underestimated you guys, there. You guys were yeah. so bad was on that. Though, I, right? divided is, a, I thought you were saying he was way too, you looked at him like it was too high. I was trying to do, I was trying to read your thing. Okay. Is that a pity, pity, pity um, Right point? now, it is. Uh, two to two. Two to two. Okay, we'll make it two to two. Oh, it's two to one. For <laughs> the tiebreaker. It's two to one. Well, he just got that one, though. So it's two to okay. two. Okay, that was not fair. But Number right. five trucks ran on A, steam, B, leaded gas, C, unleaded gas, or D, diesel. Yes. It was unleaded gas. That is correct. Boom! <laughs> so he comes out with the victory anyway. Nice yeah. job, Junior. That's right. They came out with leaded gas yeah. uh, like a, a few years later, even though they knew it was a poison. Yeah. And of course, eventually we mm-hmm. got rid of mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. That was in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. We had leaded mm-hmm. gas as an yeah. option. And diesel wasn't available yet. Yeah, either. they hadn't invented that engine, really. Yeah. But, but in use. It wasn't really Steam was just like if you had said steam. I, mm. that you know, trucks were more like box trucks back then, too. <laughs> oh, yes. They hadn't invented they, the fifth wheel. And now, you know, if you think <laughs> well, about it. Oh, you read the, the article. Fifth, the fifth wheel. Because that's like a common idiom, right? Yeah. But like when you, you say someone's a fifth wheel, it yeah. means like they don't belong there. That's you don't how I need feel them. on this show. But when people call you a fifth <laughs> wheel, right? Then you're the fifth wheel. That's a good thing. It is, no, he's you're a, a revolution. Third wheel. Third wheel. He's a oh, third wheel. That's a tricycle. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's my What's wrong with that? It was, uh, it was a nice invention. Yeah. The, the tricycle? Yeah. Oh, when did they invent the tricycle? I don't know. All right. Um, see you later, Brad. Let's look it up. Brad Thanks for playing. Oh, did you get married yet? Did you get married? Yeah. Nope. All right, you're not getting married until September next 2020. Next decade. All right. Wow. All right. I bet Grace is asking. Jeez. When is it? When's that, it happening? She has plenty of time to rethink. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. That is true. Right, All right, man. Great to have you on, as Happy always. Braddy yeah. G, way to fight, man. Don't way take to that fight, cubic fight, zirconium fight. to the jeweler. <laughs> <laughs> Don't double check it. <laughs> yeah. All yeah, right. Those little spy. Where's Haley? It's time to play a little thing we like to call Big Deal. Little Come deal. on, Big because Deal Haley. Emily is in Tampa. So we got Haley instead to do a little Big, big deal. deal. Second option. Little, little Deal. No, no, no. You are, a, the, you are the co-star yeah, of the wonderful hashtag with Sonar. Yes, I am. Yeah. I am. Good stuff. New Wednesdays at... Seven? Seven. 7 p.m. Yes. But not this Wednesday because it's New Year's. No. So you guys have Wednesday. been on a little bit of a hiatus. Yes. But yes. in the new year, you'll come in strong. Yes. And very strong. New set. Like new set change. <laughs> very strong. We're not going to talk about cats this time. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, well, we might talk about them today. Um, yeah, on we this are. One. Yeah, we are. Yeah. All right. What do we got? What's All a right. big deal? We'll do it. She's okay, going to read us some go, topics. Here we go. I got them on my phone. Okay. I think I'll go first. Yes. You are okay. first. Early results are in, and they show that holiday retail sales have increased by 3.4%. Is that a big deal or a little deal? It's not surprising, but it's a big deal. But you know who it's a big deal for? It's a big deal for the poor brick and mortars. There's too much space out there right now. Yeah, brick and mortars, man. They were like all of the profits for e-commerce. It came at the expense of brick and mortars. There is still too much space out there. They're, they're overspaced. Hey, you know? I like going to the store. Yeah. I so, like going into the I do, too. Off. I can't order so, clothes off. Like, I've even heard that um, 30% of existing retail space might cease to exist in its current form as, uh, you know, this very year as wow. consumer, you know, gonna morph. trends are <laughs> shifting. So big deal for us to be able to go to our brick and mortars without them doing some serious re-strategizing. Yeah. You know, see, it's not brick and mortar. It's department stores that really suffered because warehouse stores did well. Chad, dollar stores did well. Those kind of stores did well. But it was like the Sears of the world. That's a fair point. It was uh, the Forever 21s of the world. They did bad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Do you know that apparel loses 40% of its value? It's like a used, it's like a car. It loses 40% of its value like two weeks after it comes out. And I believe a third of all apparel is being sold through Amazon right now. Yeah. Is it really? Well, if you can get it yeah. for cheaper, you like know, JC and Penny and you're going to go there. Every they time I look up, though, it looks like when you read the reviews, it's like Chinese sizes and stuff. And they're like, you got to order like a 6XL if you like yeah. wear like a regular XL. And I'm like, I'm not, that's not a I'm not shaming myself <laughs> not a with a 6XL. <laughs> like, give me a break. How many X's are going to be on that, that, no, no, well, that or, tag? Or is it making you sound like even bigger and more awesome? I mean, uh, but this no. is, the, I mean, the, the, this is just the, the sign of the times and it's going, I think yep. we're going to see results like this every year where... Um, you're going to see 12.1% increase in sales for non-retail, like Amazon, non, non-store retail. And you're going to see losses in, uh, in the regular space. But furniture had a tough time, too. Furniture saw like 0.4% growth. So not really keeping up with population. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All Next right. one. <laughs> According to a survey by the National Retail Federation this year, more than half, 55%, of holiday shoppers plan to return or exchange any unwanted gifts mm. within a month of receiving them. Dunes. Yeah. Big deal? Little deal? It's a, it's a big deal. You know, a lot of these people out, first of all, do you wrap, like, does Santa wrap Christmas gifts? Like, when you wake up, the gifts <laughs> from Santa, are they wrapped in the morning? Absolutely. Of course they are. Unless you have a big family. Oh. I think one of the guys here, actually, he's a he's a triplet, and he has a huge family. So yeah. could you imagine wrapping? I think he, he might. Oh. His, his wife's Santa a triplet. Rapping? Yeah, my wife's a triplet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know. 
I guess I mean, that's like I was an only child, so they better be wrapped. Yeah, of course, of course. No, uh, <laughs> no they don't. Well, yeah. you know, not, you, not, not if you're from around least, like, here. like, throw a blanket over it. All right, something. is it a big deal or a little deal, man? It's a big deal because, as we learned, on Off the Supply Chain, returns contribute to a lot of the pollution and waste going on oh, in society like right that. now. We're yeah. only seeing more and more returns as people become more and more ungrateful. <laughs> Just take your gift and accept it. Is it ungrateful or is it bad? Stop giving. giving. Stop giving Whoa. people gift return receipts. Yeah, How about that or just give him a uh, give him a do do it like uh, my uncle does. Give him a, a card with a twenty dollar bill in it and a scratch ticket. Yeah, like let's get a little more strategic. Also, lead the gift givers. Give them options. Oh. So there's another yeah. aspect of this. Yeah, I think it's a big deal too. The volume is just crazy. It's all it was already high. We've talked about it a lot of the different um, numbers and and the times that the, the logistics, the reverse logistics pre Christmas, January third is traditionally the highest. volume volume day is going to be huge apparently it's almost 50 percent with apparel yeah like it yeah. is insane that's why you don't order that's... clothes online you gotta go try it on yeah don't hey. buy people clothes oh. shout out to Christmas. the brick and mortar i don't like trying clothes on i, uh, I just, if something doesn't like i just keep it if it doesn't fit like if it's too <laughs> if it's too small to fit Maybe one I, day. I lie yeah. to myself that i'll go on a diet and then like it just ends up like further and further down in yeah. the drawer and then if it's like too big i'm like oh, i'll just gain some weight that's yeah. um yeah. that's kind of gen gen x of you yeah it's not very millennial not returning stuff <laughs> Right. Oh. Uh, millennials yeah. just throw it away. I guess oh. so. Yeah. <laughs> just throw it in the trash. Like a razor. It'll be fine. All right. <laughs> All right. The fleet of defunct... This is a mouthful, by the way. Yeah. Canadian carrier Cleecho is how it's pronounced, I, I believe. Land Trans... Land Trans Transport and Affiliates, a freight contract are for sale. Okay. Let me restart this. Yeah. But the, read into the bank. Speak okay, to the bank. Okay, here we yeah, go. Here like that. The fleet of defunct Canadian carrier Cleecho Land Trans Transport and Affiliates... And a freight contract are for sale. This carrier was featured on Ice Road Truckers. Well, that's it right there. Of course, it's a big deal. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. You're on Ice Road Truckers. You must be resilient. You must be a tough cookie being able to put all kinds of things together, even under the most brutal of conditions. I am saddened by this news. Big deal. Uh, they're like the Corey Haim of carriers. Now, if you think about all these things being featured, it's like child actors. You know, not everyone gets to be Justin Timberlake on the Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> Some people end up yeah. being like a Chilo Cho Lantran truckers. You would think a show like that would get some people to buy some stuff, but I guess there's just not that many people up where you're going ice road trucking. You know, uh, the guy who played Elliot in E.T. Elliot. He is now on commercials, <laughs> so it just goes to show you, you know. Do you know the guy who played uh, Anakin Skywalker in The Phantom Menace? He, like, he just had, like, an awful life out because he was getting, like, death threats and stuff. So did the lady who played Rose Tico in wow. uh, The Last Jedi. People were just sending death threats. She had to get oh. off social media. Oh, man. I know. Like, Damn. calm down, Star Wars fans. I do. Yeah, yeah for real. Jeez, and you're, you are a Star Wars I, fan. I didn't send her death threats, though. I just didn't like the movie. <laughs> It was it was bad. No, the last no, death, Jedi, yeah, no death threats here. All right, next one. Comic Crisp scientists have invented a new apple that can stay fresh for a year. Mm. Dooner, what's at the core of this deal? <laughs> this is a, this is a big this is a cosmic, big cosmic dude. Cosmic, yeah, not comic. Cosmic apple, cosmic crisp. So these things stay good for a year. Uh, I bought some Snapdragon apples at Publix. Just over the weekend, and it was, I should have known, whenever they do like buy one, get one free with produce, you know that you're getting some rotten produce. Mm -hmm. And I got home, and those apples, like the next morning, they're already brown in the middle of them. Now I have two bags of brown apples. I guess I can make some applesauce, but I wanted like some nice, Mm -mm. snappy apples. I'm down for these cosmic crisps. I'll give them a try. Is there, 
I mean, I just I hope they're not too weird, right? I mean, it's 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 a little deal in that you know, okay, so I get to replace my Twinkies with their shelf life, and I get to put the the, <laughs> the apples in their place. Yeah. But um, you know, actually, well, they're all natural. Do you know that the, what apples are kind of fascinating? There there used to be over ten thousand varieties of apples, and they grew wild and natural in the area of Kazakhstan originally. And the, and it was Johnny Appleseed in America who made them popular when he was going. And then it created. I think that's a myth. No, it created. Yeah, I don't know. I don't it, know. It led to. It actually, this is fascinating. It led to the the alcoholism problem in America, where everybody was growing. They, the the way that they could make alcohol was by making it out of cider. Oh, like hard cider. Yeah, by the wow. hard, cider. hard cider, and that ended up leading to the 1920s and the prohibition. When, when so, apple uh, cider did hard cider? Yes, yes. Oh. I'm connecting all know. the points of that. Well, why do they call them <laughs> like rum runners? Just, why do they call them like rum runners and and yeah, like I don't know. Uh, gin gunners? So now I we feel gin- like whiskey was was yeah. definitely. Yeah, I don't think it was apple cider. I don't, I don't think it was my. Either. Either. Look at your look at your prohibition. Go home and drink your white claw. You're just trying to like, you're trying to be like, yeah, I'm old timey here. Look up your history. The women were mad. The women were mad, and they the women were mad. The men were women in the 1920s. All of our men are drunk all the time. This, this is a terrible disease. Well, spreading across the country. Yeah, the women. Lucky there wasn't drunk. a drug and alcohol clearinghouse. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay, hey, okay. Nice. Nice connection. Next one. Next one. Uh, Freight Waves launches the online Hall of Fame. Is this a deal worth displaying, Chad? Well, of course it is. It's pretty exciting. Uh, we are going to start featuring. You know, different companies throughout throughout uh, history. Uh, our CEO and founder Craig Fuller grew up uh, kind of idolizing his dad, who would you know they would they would take vacations to like see carriers and stuff, and so wow. we learned a lot about him. You know, we did try to have a bit of a, a hall of fame here, but that's that was a little more challenging. Of course, we've got yeah. our nice actually some of these are, are here trucks. from the display, and uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but uh, but I think this is going to be fantastic. It's informative, um, and in fact, our, we played market expert trivia from the 1920s that we learned about you know some of that the history right there yeah yeah Yeah. i think that's great i think it's great no you know what's a big deal about it is that a lot of you know history is written by the winners and a lot of these carriers just fall by the wayside there's not really a great wikipedia page for a lot of these companies that that meant a lot to the industry like i mentioned new england motor freight and uh if you go on the wikipedia page there's not there's not a ton there so i'm glad that some of these things these things from our childhood from craig's childhood from my childhood from from our ancestors that are still alive, childhood, they can yeah. go back and look on these things, but you can, you know, history repeats itself and you can learn from some of these carriers and the mistakes that they made. So, big yes. deal. Check big it deal. out. Online Hall of Fame. Cool. That was a time. And it's H A U L, Hall. Okay. Um, we love a pun around here. We do love a good pun. The Titans have made Tennessee proud by making it to the playoffs for the second year in a row. Dooner. Is this a Tannehill size deal, <laughs> or an Ant Hill, or a <laughs> Mariota size deal? This is the first time you've seen these words in your life. Uh, uh, it's a Tannehill size deal because you know the Patriots right now. They are four and four. So they started out eight and zero, right? Everything looked great, but they beat a bunch of cupcakes. But then when they uh, when they didn't have to play the tomato cans, they had to play the juice boxes. They uh, they they weren't able to puncture the lid. Why do you have to puncture both? Do you, so you just seem to know everything. When you make when you get the juicy, why do you have to puncture both sides? For air. Okay. For air um, distribution. Do they still, so it doesn't go like punk. Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah. I, I was just always curious about that because I don't I buy I that stuff too. in my adult life. Uh, what about so, Tang? Tang, Tang, you you don't do that. Okay, but here's, okay, here's the thing. Capri Sun, you don't do that? 
So the Titans are probably not going to be the Patriots in New England, and they probably have less of a chance of beating the Chiefs and the Ravens. However, however, who did they upset last year? The Chiefs, right? In Kansas City. They have a 1% chance to get to the championship. Hey, the Dolphins. Less than one to win the Super Bowl. They're not that good. But I mean, you know what? There's a. I mean, there's a, I guess. They wait, why did we wait five games to get rid of Mariota and put Tannehill in? Tannehill looked good in the preseason. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we, you know, it was, we were off to a rough start. But I, I think we legit, Derrick Henry, 250 pounds, can run 20 miles an hour. Yeah. Like, I think we've got. Like a fat cheetah. We've got some, <laughs> we've got some possibilities here. And boy, would anything be more satisfying than taking down the Patriots? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know much about football, but the Patriots. They, I mean, they, look, Tom age, Brady, right? Yeah. Tom age Brady. is caught up. Age is caught up mm-hmm. to the Pats. Yeah. Yes, but we'll see. Has. But you never know. But then, you know what? Then then they could just be there and they could. I just think it's an awful Super story. Bowl like last year. Tannehill's a great story, by the way. He's been in the league seven years. He was beginning to be written off. And this is his redemption story, right? Oh. Taken as a backup to the Titans. And now he's got one of the highest quarterback rankings in all of the NFL. Wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. You want to know a fun fact? What? Julio Jones was my women's studies partner when I went to Alabama. Was he? Wow. Yeah. Nice guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three degrees well, removed. Did you guys ever like, go out for a cup of coffee? No, never went out for no. a cup of coffee. I, I, I did all the, the projects. And, yeah, he played football. Oh. I did the work. Oh, is that true? Wow. <laughs> that is true. Shout out to Julio, though. Go well, he's, ah. he's a historic generational player. Yes, he wow, is. Wow, allegations. Okay, we got to get to the important stuff here. All right, that's okay? scandalous. <laughs> Lewis, Lewis, is it Lewis or Luis? Lewis, Lewis. Lewis. <laughs> or Lois. Lo- oh, Lois, that makes it better. Yeah, I think we have a picture Lois, of this too. Lois the cat has been banned from the library. Who kept the cat out, Chad? It's probably some fusty librarian. Horrible, you know, like, horrible, the, the, horrible. You let the cat get his reading in, his education. <laughs> Maybe he wants to read about apples and the uh, history leading up to prohibition. Who knows? Come on. The effects like, of catnip. Yeah, yeah, like that yeah, too. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. so um, the long-term effects. I don't know who's keeping the cat out, but somebody. He's so cute. Somebody, please let, let him the... in. Yes, I think you know it's a sign like that. See, the problem with that, like, you don't understand humans if you make a sign like that because that's just begging to let the cat in to be like, oh, it's I didn't see him run through my yeah. legs. I'm definitely letting Lewis in the library in a situation like this. Um. I thumb my nose at laws like this. I think that this cat needs to be in there, and he could probably help with their mice problem. I bet there's a lot of rodents in that library. This is in my state of Massachusetts, too. So let Lewis in the library. He's not hurting anybody. He's your next-door neighbor. It's the holiday season. Let him chill. It might be Lois. It might be Lois. Lois? Lois. I think it looks like a boy to me. Her, her, oh, her name is Lois. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. All right, you win. It's, it's her you name is Lois. Right. Well, she's a good girl. Look at Maybe that good girl. She's a good girl. She's a good girl. <laughs> All right. Let the good girl in. Okay. All right. We ready for this? Okay. Yes. Abraham Lincoln robs a bank. Drunk guys steal a bobcat. Lady trips over a cat named Lucifer and stabs herself with a steak Whoa. knife. Or man sues Popeyes for damaging his car during quest for elusive chicken sandwich. What is your vote for Chattanooga's weirdest story of 2019? Some great headlines. Ooh, I mean, there's there there's some good ones in there, but the most interesting story to me was the Bobcat one because like she went missing, and I used to have this theory. Speaking of cats, that like she was still in her panic, she was just hiding, like because I lose my cat in my I like I'm in an apartment and I can't find my cat half the time. You know, like cats are yeah, just really yeah, really great. hide and seek champion 2020. Hide and seek yeah. champion 2019. Cat's always going to win. But it turns out it was a drunk guy. He just got like drunk. I don't even know how he got in there. He just got in and he's like, I'm going to steal a, a just bizarre story. Yeah, huh. kind of bizarre. But 
but he just like opened the pin and the bobcat went out and got me out deck so it wasn't uh as interesting to me in fact that was the least interesting i think the the lady tripped over the cat named lucifer well that's sad and tragic she okay i mean i don't know i mean she survived okay Okay. thank goodness Uh, she has like a really like nasty scar on her face well i think that the story that had legs was the popeye's elusive chicken sandwich story not that's particular one but just the the whole craziness we were of writing articles about sandwich. the bullwhip effect oh yeah and uh just like why was there a run on popeye's chicken sandwiches like is everything okay how now? did that like, start it still happened some guy, got, some guy got beaten half to death in a parking lot over this why is all, in, what's happening well one guy like cut and then it's i don't know cut line cut the line and then i mean Sometimes that, that might deserve an, of a beatdown, but not like half to death. <laughs> but anyway, so like he cut line and then like the guy got the chicken sandwich. So he waited for him to come outside and they beat him and took his chicken sandwich. So to add insult to injury, they even took his chicken sandwich. I mean, sandwich. that must be a really good chicken sandwich. I yes. know. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, that that it has been a great year. It's been a wild year. For weird stories. Really weird Yeah, year. just with you guys, you know. Just like ranging it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this, crazy stuff. This is the stuff. last one, right? The last that was it. one of the this year. Is the it. Last, this, this is, is the it. last what the truck of what the decade. The truck of the, of the not decade. Year, I'm honored, even decade. though I'm second option. I am honored. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Yeah, you're on the final one of the decade. Here, hit the closing okay. cowbell right. on this. Thanks for being here with us. Yeah, right, on, right, right, on our right. last uh, big deal, little deal of the decade. Thank you. Right, that was a you. lively, a lively yeah. dinging. That was all exciting right. stuff. Thanks, Haley Fazio. Thank you. The Faz. Very nice. All right, Very guys. Nice. So this is uh, I think that was a big deal. Yeah, and I think this is our last streaming show of the. De- I mean, we have like freeways now and stuff, but I think this is our last live stream of the decade as well. We'll be back. Uh, I think that we're doing a report report on Thursday. Then we'll have what the truck and its regularly scheduled time. We've on led Friday. the way with doing live broadcasting. Yeah, what a year! What a yeah. year! What a decade! What a way to close it out. Uh, everyone out there, I hope you have a happy and healthy holidays. Follow. If you're out there still driving, still traveling, can't watch a video, go to Freightcast, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere podcasts are heard around the world. world. Uh, Also, or you can just go to What the Truck. You don't care about Kevin Hill's great quarter, guys? I don't know. It's not (laughs) people's cup of tea. You can just check out our variety show. You can just check out our variety show of love. Let's uh, let's hit a little. Oh, you can follow him uh, at Chad Prevost. Uh, I'm at Timothy Dooner. That's D double O. N-E-R-O-O like 2020. Little cowbell for everybody out there. Have a great and happy new year. Little cowbell for uh, Freeways, man. Let's tear it yeah. down in 2020. Hindsight is 2020. Little cowbell for the industry. Hold things pick up a little bit. We don't want to see 800 closures. We'd rather see 400, 200, 100, zero closures. We'd rather see you survive into the next one, year. the truck, man. Lewis the cat or Lois, whatever her name is. Let her Lois. in the library. She wants to read about the online hall of fame. She wants to go on freightways.careers and get a new job. Try a cosmic crisp. It'll be good a year later. Yeah, all year long. By the next episode. Take care. <laughs>